Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm the other dude, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is time manipulation. And this episode, we are talking about Palm Springs. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? All right, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. We don't do this very often. I'm actually going to cover music this time. Yeah. Um, And... You probably know this about me. I'm sure we've discussed it at some point, but I'm a huge NF fan. I don't know how familiar you are with him and his music. I don't think I actually, I don't think I knew this, actually. I don't think we didn't know this information, but keep going. Proceed. Well, well, I mean, obviously, you knew I'm a big Swifty. Oh, yeah, this that's not new information. But the NF I, thing is definitely new information. I will say this. I get more hyped when NF releases new music than I do like Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. That's that's how much I love NF. Just I don't know. I'm just, I just connect with him on a deeper level. Uh, have you listened to a lot of his stuff? Uh, I can't say that I've listened to a lot of it, but probably like maybe four or five songs total, maybe. Okay. That I'm aware um, of, of course. That's dropped, that I'm aware of, but yeah. Yeah, he dropped a new song. I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday at noon mm-hmm. called called Hope which is um, also the name of his new album, which comes out in April. Might be my favorite song and music video from him. I might even venture to say probably one of my favorite music videos ever. It's just, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend anybody to kind of go back to the beginning. Um, Of course, it takes some time to listen to all his music, but even if you just go back and watch like the ones that he's done music videos for, yeah, um, because he, he, him and his team, they they do high quality music videos, but just the lyrics, the emotion, the passion. Um, he, he's telling the story um, all throughout his different albums, and this most recent video was really cool because it's it's very nostalgic because he goes back and picks out themes and and stuff from his previous videos and his previous albums. And there's all these, I mean, Easter eggs galore, if you like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And you're just like, oh, he's using that out of the lyrics, you know, he said from this song back in, you know, two, three, four years ago. And um, it's called Hope. Go and watch it. It's great. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do, do you like watching like reaction videos on YouTube? Uh, no, not really. That's not my thing for sure. I didn't think it was mine either. Uh, my son got me on that with nf and i've gotten now i really enjoy anytime like nf releases uh, a new song i'll go and literally reaction videos started coming out within 30 minutes after the song dropped Uh and i really enjoy going back watching the reaction videos and you'll notice a lot of people who've just kind of opened their eyes to nf over the last year or two and they're just like like his biggest fans now They've, they've gone back to try to catch up because, I mean, his, his early stuff was great, too. Um, but I had a chance to see him live in concert as well. Um, that was awesome. But uh, he's a big mental health advocate. A lot of his songs uh, and his messages, a lot of stuff dealing with mental health. And um, so, yeah. Can't wait till his new album. I'm sure I'll talk about it again in a couple of months. Because I'm sure I'll be listening to that quite a while when he finally drops that one but 
All right, well, cool. We don't talk about music very much. I actually had a different movie picked out that I was going to talk about, but since NF dropped a new song, that took precedent. So now we will hear what you've been streaming. And I mean, actually, I mean, I'm always listening to music, so it's kind of hard. I say, you know, like we put that in the in the introduction, and I don't feel like I, I talk about music hardly at all. But I mean, I do love music, so I mean, yeah, um, it's great when we do get to talk about music on here. So. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, but actually, I've been streaming uh, the latest season of a show that I've actually never even watched before. Um, I just decided to check out the fir- the third season of Love is Blind. And dude, that show is unhinged. It is wild. <laughs> um, I, kind of, I kind of knew the concept before I watched it. Um, but I didn't realize, like, I guess the the full season and what it would consist of. And man, I... I don't even know how this is legal, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's 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 um it's very very interesting, and I don't know have you have you checked this out at all? Have you seen any of the show at all? It's I mean, on I, Netflix. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard and read about it, but I I have not watched it. Well, what is the the premise behind it? So basically, these people want to that want to you know fall in love and get married based on you know just you know, getting to know somebody. So they kind of get to know people behind these little walls that are like paper thin or whatever. Or like, so like they can talk to, to each other, but they can't see each other. And um, basically they wind up proposing by the end of like the first few episodes, like everybody kind of pairs up as, as and they kind of, you know, date each other too as well, like to get each, to know like which one they're kind of wanting to be with. And uh, then they wind up pairing up as fiancés, which is where it gets really crazy. And then they both, you know, get used to each other. And they also, like, they also bring them together at certain points. And so it's just, it's just drama. It's super, it's, it's, it's totally something that, like, I would not normally feel like I would, watch but apparently like it's totally my thing so i'm gonna have to watch go back and watch the other two seasons but yeah love is blind on netflix that's what i've been streaming this past week it's crazy now did you ever watch uh it may still air i don't know we only watched like maybe the first season or two but married at first sight uh i don't think i've seen that one either okay it might even been like a lifetime show or something like that but I mean, the premise might be possibly even crazier. They, I, I guess it's set up like a, like a, a dating type thing to where that they match two people together. Uh-huh. Only you agree that whoever you're matched with, you get married. So it's like they do it backwards. Like your first meeting, you're getting married. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then That's... they show the couple getting to know each other. So crazy concept. And like I said, we ended up watching the first season, maybe two. And I mean, it was, you know, it was entertaining. We we hadn't watched shows like that in a long time. I mean, we we had our moments where we got into Bachelor maybe for a couple of seasons or Bachelorette. And like I said, we watched this, like I said, this was years ago. Uh, but we hadn't really watched anything like that in a long time. Interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that could be addictive, though. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, all right. So this week we watched. Uh, the Hulu original Palm Springs for our streaming original. Jeff, 
What can you tell me about Palm Springs? All right, I got some a uh, little bit of tidbit, but don't forget to write down what you think my score is going to be. All but, right, all right, but all right. don't but don't say it out loud. Right. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty confident. I think we'll both beat last week's performance because we were both off by a full point, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was only a five point scale. That's yeah. still like a twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking we'll both probably get a lot. I'm thinking I might nail yours this week. If not, uh, I think I'll get pretty close. But anyway, All so right. I got mine written down. We'll reveal that later. Um, so yeah, Palm Springs, a Hulu original, uh, starring Andy Samberg, which Parker's a huge fan of, um, and. You know, I can't do a podcast without mispronouncing somebody's name. So (laughs) the girl that played Sarah, I might butcher the name. Is it Kristen Miliotti? Miliotti? I, I, I'd have to look that up. Um, Actually, I don't, I don't think I, I I've seen her name written out, but go ahead. I'm going to say Miliotti. I apologize to Kristen if that is not correct, but I'm not really familiar with her. This might be the first time. I've gotten acquainted with her, but obviously Adam Sandberg, his roots go back to Saturday Night Live. Um, a lot of people probably know him by Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I haven't personally watched that show, but I know it was very popular for a number of my friends, and a lot of people. And more recently, a movie we covered, he was lended his voice to uh, the Rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. Uh Kristen Ilm, who played Sarah, uh, How I Met Your Mother, The Wolf of Wall Street, A to Z TV show, uh, the Fargo TV show, uh, a couple other big names, uh, J.K. Simmons, who played Roy, he's been in a ton of stuff, as well as Peter Gallagher, who played a much smaller role, Howard, who was, uh, I guess, Sarah and Tala, Tala. Father, uh, Tyler, of course, played by Camila Mendez, who we've yep. covered a couple of times with, uh, uh, is it Do Revenge? Is that the Yeah, she was in Do Revenge, yep. Obviously, Riverdale. Um, so she's a popular Netflix fixture here in the last few years. Yep. It's um, kind of, it's kind of crazy. I think this is, this might be the first, is this the first movie where we've had returning like actors and actresses? Hmm. Well, I mean, technically, Maya Hawk was in Fear Street. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. And Cobra Kai. And, and Do Revenge. So, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the second. So, so she's so definitely not the first. She's an uh, alumni. Probably, it hadn't happened often. But the first interesting thing is this movie was very, very close to not qualifying for our monthly theme of time travel or time manipulation. Oh, yeah? They, they originally had this idea of, you know, the character Niles um kind of being on this journey trying to find purpose but the original tent was it was going to be more of kind of a absurdist comedic version of leaving las vegas where he goes out to palm springs to kill himself and he just can't do it oh that was the original intent but they just didn't feel like it was working um so that's kind of when it eventually kind of evolved into what we saw it as which was uh, more of a time loop mm-hmm. uh, which i think worked out well for it um but andy sandberg did admit that there were multiple endings written and even shot and they actually had 
screenings, private screenings for friends and family for all the different versions to get their opinions on it. And I guess the one they settled on, I said, well, might not be perfect. He said, everyone seemed to like it. So that was the version we went with. Um, as far as the movie itself, it holds the record. Um, now keep in mind, this is as of probably 2000. So I don't know if any of these records have been broke in the last couple of years. I 2020. Mean, 2020. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 2020, my bad. A little dyslexia. Yeah. Uh, it held the record for the biggest sale of a film at the Sundance Film Festival. Mm -hmm. I remember at, that. Wow. Oddly specific. $17,500,000.69. Of course, they had to throw in the 69 there. Nice. Nice. Actually, it said it beat the previous record by 69 cents. So, obviously, some intentionality <laughs> there by somebody. <laughs> That's classic. Okay. That's uh, great. I didn't another, know that. Another record at the time was <laughs> it broke the record for most viewed Hulu released in its first weekend. I believe that. So that's pretty impressive. Um, now, Andy Sandberg did reference... Uh, like Groundhog Day, Edge mm -hmm. of Tomorrow, Happy Death Day. He said, because of films like that, they went into it knowing that the audience would already be familiar with the specifics. So they were able to avoid the usual setup time that you have to spend with these type of movies. He says right. so he did give credit there. This movie was actually shot over a period of 21 days. So very quick. Um, like of other movies, during the time, uh, because of COVID-19, it was released directly to Hulu. There was a simultaneous release to select drive-ins on the same day. And I forgot about they were, I forgot all about that, how drive-in theaters kind of made a comeback Yeah. Um, during that time since regular movie theaters um, had closed. You got any drive-ins near you? Yeah, we do, actually. Yeah, uh, I'm, I actually want to go visit. I haven't been there yet, but I'm trying to go there this summer as soon as it starts to warm up. So, yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, there's only a handful in the Carolinas, but they're all within like an hour of us. So we've gotten, it's been a few years since we've been, but, and we actually, a new one opened up like maybe just three years ago, which is unheard of in the driving movie. You don't, you don't see new ones opening up anymore. Uh, but this guy decided to leave his corporate job and he's done actually extremely well with it. So it's always a cool experience to go back to something like that. Yeah. For sure. So despite it being called Palm Springs, it was, was not actually filmed in Palm Springs. It was filmed mainly in Palmdale and Santa Clarita, California. Uh, a little Easter egg was that circles were placed throughout the film to symbolize the time loop. Whether it was Niles' boxers having polka dots on them, Sarah's bra has little circles. They both use water donuts in one scene. Um... There's all kinds of little things in there that they purposely put circles in as, I guess, symbolic. Also, in January of 2021, not 2001, Hulu debuted a commentary track for this film, the first time they had ever done that. Uh, so, obviously, this movie, as far as Hulu was concerned, was uh, must have been a pretty big hit. Huh. So, they never actually specify how long Niles had been stuck in the loop. But they suggest a sweet spot of somewhere between 40 years and 40 million. <laughs> <laughs> However, in an interview, the writer, Andy Ciara, is quoted as saying that Niles was stuck in the time loop for over 40 years. So for whatever that's worth. 
Um, as far as Andy Samberg is concerned, the scene where Niles is suddenly shot with an arrow uh, was the moment in which he was reading the script and he was thought, ooh, I might have to do this film. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one scene that stuck out to him early on. Um, now, here's a little throwback to something we've discussed previously. Let's see if you can pick up on it. The song that plays during the scene where Niles and Sarah attempt to escape the time loop by blowing up the cave, at the very moment they travel through, was a call, was a song called Cloud Busting. Mm -hmm. Andy Samberg had it written into the script prior to approval and personally wrote a letter to the artist behind the song to secure the rights for its use in the film. Now, you're a music nerd. Mm -hmm. Who was Cloud Busting by? I missed that one. I, I didn't catch it. All right, I'll give you a really good hint. Um, she's a little, of course, a little older now. She was more popular in the eighties and she had a song absolutely blow up. Not this one recently. Um, just not a song that did very well on the original release, but another right. Netflix original made it blow up. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going to, the dead air is going to kill the podcast. So this is where you, you can't make me just sit here and try to think of something <laughs> on, on air like this. Go ahead. Keep just My bad. Kate Bush. Oh yeah, yeah. Is the artist obviously uh, running up that hill? Uh, blew up thanks to uh, Stranger Things, and she got a nice little extra unexpected paycheck from that song doing so well. Um, right. So early on, um, it's kind of one of those things you probably don't really pick up on until a little after the fact. But Niles does offer up some clues. I guess this is only if you didn't know the movie was a time loop, but. Um, he does offer up some clues that he's stuck in a loop as far as, you know, his comment in the pool about today being like yesterday, mm -hmm. um, his casual attire at the reception, um, his speech. Uh, you're just kind of starting to think, wow, this guy's living like he ain't got no consequences, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, which, you know, was the case indeed. I liked his little dance when he was like kind of, you know, approaching Sarah. That was pretty great. Oh, yeah. So they initially shot the scene with Niles running naked through the desert with Sandberg's stunt double. Mm -hmm. But then they shot it with Andy Sandberg himself, just in case it was too obviously not him. But Andy laughed, my butt was far funnier. So he went with mine instead of the stunt <laughs> double. <laughs> um, there's an older lady in the movie. Uh, I'm just going to call her Nana. I can't pronounce the last name or I don't know if that's her first name, but you know, she, she kind of makes some, some comments here and there that makes you think she's probably in a time loop as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen more weddings in my life than you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I think even Andy's character kind of makes the <laughs> kind of like, Oh, you might be surprised. Right. <laughs> Obviously you've seen a number of them being in his time loop. Um, and she also mentions to Sarah, I suppose you'll be going soon on the day that she and I'll attempt to leave the loop. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of makes you wonder, like, how many characters in their world are also stuck in a time loop? Right. So towards the end of the movie, before meeting up with Sarah to escape the loop, Niles is at the bar and he throws his glass on the floor while telling the bartender he's an adult. This is a reference to the very popular Saturday Night Live Lonely Island skit, Throw It on the Ground, in which Andy Samberg stars. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the Saturday Night Live stuff. I mean, I've seen clips here and there, so I don't know if 
that means anything to you, but um, oh, I loved him on, on Saturday Night Live, and I loved his stuff when he was doing with Lonely Island. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but like when he was, he did like um, I'm on a boat. Do you remember that song? He like that I, was part of his group. I probably have to hear it because okay. I like I, said, I know I've seen a number of his stuff, just like you know, seeing videos and clips here and there. Uh, yeah. I know he did the one with uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, Dick in a Box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic that one. So um, but, yeah. no, another thing towards the end of the film, um, which I think most people probably caught on to this. So I don't know if it's necessarily an interesting interesting tip, but um, Sarah can be seen leaving a voice message, and turns out. She was leaving it for Roy, giving him all the details on how he, too, can escape the loop. Uh, she also apologizes to Roy in the message, which we can only assume that was for hitting him with the police cruiser. <laughs> Guessing <laughs> yeah. that's why she apologized to him. But, um, and actually, uh, the family at the very end of the movie that comes back home to find them in their pool mm -hmm. was actually the producer... Becky Slovater mm -hmm. and her husband and their kids. And they actually drove for quite some time in order to do just that one shot for less than a minute of screen time. <laughs> so That's hilarious. They made it a point. Um, now I'll devote a couple of little things for uh, Kristen Milioti, if that mm -hmm. is how you pronounce it. Um, she admitted she has never seen Groundhog Day and has not, seen it since either so she was not familiar with that movie at all oh that's crazy um one thing she did mention is she memorized a multi-page monologue of quantum physics she um said did it was she five use that it was five pages long and took her days to learn and she mm -hmm. was stunned to see that the whole thing was cut mm. <laughs> Not a single second so made crazy. it to the final verse. You know, the thing is, you that probably happens a lot. You just never hear about it or read about it. How? Right. Yeah. Um, I know I've read some stuff where I mean, there's some stuff they spent like tons of their budget on a certain scene and never even makes the cut. But I guess that's just the way it goes. Yeah. That's all I've got for now. Uh, I think if any of the other stuff, as you're doing your little recap, I will throw it in there. All right. Well, we are going to head into the recap since you said recap. And this is for the those of you that are new. This is where we are, where I try to recap the movie completely from memory from start to finish. Jeff will grade me like a little schoolboy. And he is my teacher by giving me an A plus is like perfect. I didn't miss anything important. Got all the details. F. Uh, Got it all wrong. I was completely out of order and I had no idea what was going on with the movie. Um, so he'll grade me somewhere in between there. Um, so I'm going to try to recap the 2020 film Palm Springs. Um, it starts out, we see that it is Palm Springs. It's sunny. It's a beautiful day. Uh, there is a wedding happening. And oh, first, actually, first, we see that there's an earthquake. And then we see this wedding that's going on. Um, we notice that this girl, Sarah, she's, um, you know, kind of having a little trouble at the wedding. She's kind of having, you know, arguments with her family, disagreements. She seems kind of out of sorts. Um, 
and she goes to give like her she's the uh her sister's actually the one that's getting married and she is the maid of honor and so she is it's her turn to give the speech and she's kind of you know stunned so this guy played by andy samberg his name is niles he stands up and starts doing the speech um and we were actually introduced to him a little bit earlier but i forgot to mention that um so he gives the speech um kind of saves her you know face a little bit and you know she, you can tell that she kind of appreciates that um later on he starts to do this little dance and he's like avoiding all these people on the dance floor saving them pushing chairs underneath people that are falling so they can sit down you know pretty much pulling off all these crazy maneuvers and kind of get sarah to you know start to you know get, be into him he takes her down to this beach and they're making out they're about to uh get down and dirty when all of a sudden uh, niles is shot in the shoulder with an arrow and takes off running he's being hunted down by this guy named roy and they end up in this cave and while niles is crawling into the cave that's glowing sarah comes up and she sees that niles is crawling and he's injured uh niles tells him niles tells her to stop she doesn't stop he she comes in and they both wake up and they start the day over again and sarah is of course upset by this she um you know she confronts niles about it and you know, he basically tells her about what's going on as a time loop. You know, you might as well accept it. There's nothing we can do about it. She doesn't accept it at first. You know, she she both goes to sleep a bunch of times. She tries to leave the state. She goes, she kills herself a whole bunch of times. Then uh, she finally does start to accept it. And they start to have fun with their days. And... um. And, you know, she asked, like, hey, you know, like, during in one of their conversations, she's like, hey, have you ever, you know, slept with me? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And so they start to have, like, all these wild scenarios that I just, that were really hilarious, um, including, like, dance scenes. And then they had one at the wedding where there was, like, a bomb involved. And that <laughs> that was hilarious. And... Then one day, they are get pulled over by Roy, who is impersonating a police officer, and they um, pin. You know, she winds up pinning him in between the two cars, and they get arrested. And she finds out that uh, Niles has slept with her thousands of times, and she decides that she is going to completely learn quantum physics and figure out a way out so she um which i like the way they handled that because they didn't they don't let you in on that part uh, yeah to, to begin with so to me that was a nice little twist because all you do is see her disappear yeah yeah so she just disappears for a while um unbeknownst to us and niles niles is kind of you know looking for her he's fallen in love with her um and 
he keeps looking for her, can't find out. He finds out that she had actually slept with the groom-to-be, her sister's fiancé, the night before the wedding, and that she has been waking up to him every day. So he... Um, Did you see finally, that coming? I did not no neither <laughs> i did not not the first time i watched it i remember the first time watching it being pretty shocked by that i was like oh okay uh i was not expecting that um but Which yeah made, it, it it made sense as far mm. as the characters in the storyline but yeah it just wasn't wasn't a scenario i had pictured i was like wow right. okay right um and then then like you said we cut back to her um our well Niles wakes up one day and Sarah is there at his bed. She tells him that she's found a way out. Then we cut back and we found out, you know, her storyline, what has happened all this time that she's been, you know, gone. And she's been learning quantum physics. She's got it down. She thinks she's figured out a way. She's done this experiment with a goat. The goat has disappeared. And so she is ready to try to do this on herself. And she wants Niles to come with her. Niles is against it. He wants her to stay there with him so that they can just enjoy life forever and ever and just enjoy it together. She doesn't want this. She's going to go no matter what. And so they separate here. Later on, Niles realizes that he has made a mistake. And so he goes chasing after her. He makes it to her just in time. And they blow up in the cave. And we see them in the pool the next day at their um at the family's house that you mentioned they have came back home and we realize that they have you know made it out of their time loop and then we cut to a scene where roy is um you know he said he had got he had gotten a phone call um he says that he he taps um Niles on the shoulder at the wedding and he's like hey I got a message from your girlfriend did you do you really think that's going to work and Niles does not recognize him and so Roy knowing that the plan did work gets a little emotional and orders a bunch of alcohol the end very well done thank you thank you um I didn't realize it till the end but I did totally forget the scene where Roy and uh, Niles did have like a heart to heart there before. It's funny you brought that up because I was just getting ready to say it's like I might have given you an A plus. But I was <laughs> like, you did leave out that part, which is kind of important. But well, I did say I did say the end before I before I said it, so it doesn't count as <laughs> I, I can't. Once I've turned in the test, I can't I can't <laughs> add anything to it. So but, do grade me off of that based on. But that. but yeah, still a solid A, which. Uh, which this one of those movies, I mean, it's a recap can go 20 seconds or 20 minutes, depending on. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching it, I was like, oh man, this is going to be like hard to recap without, you know, just saying like pretty much like a two seconds of like what's going on. But yeah, it was, I don't know. I liked it. Um, Jeff, what did you think about this movie? We're going to give it what out of what? I guess it's your, your turn to rank out of what? What ranking system are we going with this week? Um, let's see here. I wish I would think about these more ahead of time to be more clever and 
Uh, I don't do clever good on the spot. So, <laughs> and you expect me to. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just gonna do out of five arrows. That's All right. else. That was one of the funnier scenes of him getting just completely random and just catches you <laughs> off guard. Right. And it, it, they, they were super funny. Like, because you would forget about it sometimes. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just an arrow. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, I did love the little cat and mouse game that him and Roy had. Um, but yeah, uh, out of out of five arrows, how many will you give this with one being the lowest? Well, I guess zero being the lowest and five being the highest. Um, and why? All right. So I will start off with this. I I did enjoy it uh, more than last week's. Um, even though last week's was probably kind of more up my alley. Since, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the word romantical. Um, <laughs> uh, as a, you know, and... And the interesting thing about this one is it could be very difficult, especially when you have a classic like Groundhog's Day mm-hmm. and you're basically using this, not the exact same storyline, but the same theme and the same idea. And it could be very difficult to do that. Right. And I felt like they did it really well. And and in some ways, you could even argue in some elements, they may have did a little bit better. Um, so I, I gave this one. A uh, three and a half. Oh, that's that's exactly what I. That's exactly okay. what I thought. All right, yes, I got you right on. Okay, perfect. So we'll see how close I get to yours. But All right. No, I, I I enjoyed the movie. Um, this Kristen Milioti loved her. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's my my first introduction to her. The the chemistry between her and Adam Sandberg I thought was really good. Um, totally agree. I I, I love how even in their own sick twisted humor they mixed in a good bit of romantical elements to it and you see the sweet moments where they both even though like even outside of the time loop they had their own issues Mm -hmm. um and you add time loop to that i mean they were in a dark place but for them to still hit that phase where they wake up each morning excited, yeah, um, because they get they know they get to hang out with the other person despite life in general, like being really bad. Yeah. Uh, just that was enough to kind of brighten each day. Um, so the, their chemistry was spot on. That the humor was really good in it. Um, like I said, the challenge of doing a movie like this, knowing that you got movies like Groundhog Day and other movies that have tackled the same thing and to not kind of just be tossed aside as you know hey it's been there done that move along you didn't bring anything new or exciting to the table they did and mm-hmm. i thought they did it really well so um so yeah i very strong three and a half uh like i said it was really enjoyed the movie and uh i know you're a big fan of andy sandberg i thought he did really well um but uh, Kristen really impressed me. I wasn't sure what to expect from her because I wasn't familiar with her. And doesn't look like she's done a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think she's involved a lot in producing and a lot of other stuff as well as, as opposed to just acting. So, um, but I mean, obviously it has some other big names in it that kind of signed on to do the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, I enjoyed it. I was impressed. It was one of those where... I thought it could go either way. I thought I'm able to give this a zero or maybe even as high as a four or something on four <laughs> and a half. 
but so it, it definitely fell on the more favorable side of it. So oh, good, good, good. All right. So, uh, all right, let's hear yours. Well, um, like you said, um, I love Andy Samberg, so I won't go into that too much. Um, but yeah, he's, I've, I've enjoyed him, um, quite a bit of, pretty much everything he's done that I can really think of off the top of my head. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Hot Rod, but that movie is hilarious. It's a little bit dumber of a comedy than this, but it's still pretty funny. Um, but I, I do like the, like Groundhog's Day is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it could be because I was born on Groundhog's Day. I don't know, but love that movie. Um, watch it every year on my birthday. Like I've said that before. And, um so yeah i and as far as romantic romantical comedies <laughs> go you know i'm not a big fan of them um most of the time you know they're pretty i find them pretty corny uh it's it's always like you know the guy's trying to get the girl the girl's trying to get the guy one of them really doesn't want the other one eventually you know after persistence you know but these are the kind of romantic comedies that i actually really enjoy where people don't really realize they're falling in love until they do um so like this is the kind that i you know like the love kind of sneaks up on them so i don't mind it when it sneaks up on me in the movie you know um i like i like that um and like you said this was very very creative and i loved a lot of the jokes and how they did things, um, you know, like you're going to have like the same, I feel like anybody that's stuck in a time loop is going to go through the same, you know, kind of a thing where they like the progression of denial, anger, and then they just have fun with it and, you know, kill themselves for a little while, then have fun with it. And then just kind of, you know, live, you know, get bored with it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love this movie. So, um, I am going to give this a solid four and a half. Um, hey, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I wrestled so hard between a four and a four and a half. Because um, <laughs> I knew last week, you know, you gave a three and a half. And I'm like, well, I know he's going to like this one better than that one. So it's going to be at least a four. Yeah. And I'm like, but man, four and a half is a really high score. Did, does he does he like it that much? Or I really do, um, man. I and I've seen this like because I watched this. I've watched this is one of the few films that we have, have covered that I've seen like multiple times uh since it's been released. And of course, it's only been out for you know three years. Well, probably not even three full years at this point, but it's been out, you know, came out in 2020. And I've probably seen it like three times before we even went to go cover this podcast. Um, and I still watched it twice before <laughs> I still gave it the, t the twice what the two time watch treatment that, you know, um, I usually give these. So I, and I love it. I still love it. Um, I laughed the, the fifth time I watched it just as much as I watched it laughed the first time. Um, yeah. I love this movie. It's great. Uh, I hope, I hope that, they do more, you know, things like this, not necessarily just like this, but um yeah, I like I like the Lonely Islands crew, the films that they do, and I hope they keep making movies because I, I enjoy most of them. 
Well, last week combined, we were we were off by two points. We definitely did a lot better yeah. this week combined, only half a point. But man, I was so close to doing four and a half because I kept telling myself he loves these time loop movies. He loves Andy Samberg. So if he's going to give a four and a half, this might would be the one he'll do it on. And I was like, ah, I, I don't know. So I just like, I'll probably give it a four. <laughs> but so close. All right. Um. So, Jeff, who was your dude or dud of the week this week? All right. I decided to stay positive. I'm staying with the dude and I'm giving it to Sarah, um, especially the actress in general. I love what she brought to the part. Like I said, it's, uh, I love seeing certain actors or actresses for the first time, you know, getting that first impression. And she really impressed me. I just, I, I, like I said, the, the chemistry between her and, and Andy Samberg, um, just the the way, because I imagine that was a little bit of a difficult role. I mean, she, her character was all over the place um, from start to finish, and I thought she handled all the different elements of that character extremely well. And another thing that you have to consider is, especially in a Tom Luke movie like this, um, I imagine most people that watch movies know this um but the movie is rarely hardly ever never ever filmed or shot in order yeah which is even more difficult when you're dealing with a time loop type of movie because the emotions and the the characters feelings are all over the place in this type of movie so yeah they had to be um very delicate in how they handled that and i thought andy and and Kristen did a great job so props to her um for being my first introduction to her um i thought she was great i'd love to see her do more stuff and venture out maybe do some more acting uh, i thought she was great so yeah she's definitely my dude what about you are you sticking with the dude or are you going back to the dark side and picking out a dud I am going to pick out a dud. I think her name was Misty. Um, <laughs> Niall's girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she was just a really horrible human being. And I'm not <laughs> sure why he was with her. Um, I mean, I know that he, because we didn't really get to see who he was, you know, as a person before he got stuck in the time loop. So I'm really curious. I mean, I guess we kind of did at the end. We got like a little glimpse of, him but i mean you couldn't really tell who he was but you know um Wait, you have a dog <laughs> yeah exactly uh well i was talking about the part where he got approached by roy at the end because like that was the original niles yeah. that didn't have to go through the time loop um but yeah um like she was just a total a total bitch um and she was, I don't know, just her whole attitude. I just, I hate people like that. Um, so yeah, she is my dud of the week. Yeah, probably Miss a good choice if you're going to pick a dud. Probably either her or um, the guy, get the groom. Yeah, uh, the groom was a the groom was a good one too. Yeah, I mean, him and uh, Misty probably should have got together and, <laughs> and yeah, and Tyler found somebody better. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Um, all right, Jeff. So I know you got one for me. What what is the the random question of the week? Random question of the week is what is something that everybody looks stupid doing? 
I'm gonna say everybody looks stupid when they uh, when they're like looking at themselves in the in the mirror, like in their car rear view and their car mirror. I think everybody looks stupid doing that. Um, what? <laughs> what about you? What do like, you think? Like, like picking out nose hairs or well, yeah, like just <laughs> whatever they're doing. Um, I don't know. It's always it's always funny. Everybody always does the same like face where they like stretch down, like it's almost like a frown, but they're like, and they're always checking. You know, they're like making the funniest faces to like look in whatever random spots they're trying to look at on their face. Um, it's it's always interesting. Um, but yeah, what what you got? So we're, we kind of went on similar lines, I guess, here. But this is one of those questions that I didn't want to think about a lot. So I was like, you know what? I just like, what is the first thing that pops in my head? And for some reason, I thought it was funny. Like, if you could take like, like just several pictures of a person in the process of sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I would love to see like a compilation of several different people, you know, taking, you know, shots of, uh, you know, when they're sneezing and pick out the funniest because, you know, you know, those pictures are going to look horrible. I don't care who you are. Everybody looks stupid when they sneeze. <laughs> just, you can't sneeze without looking stupid. <laughs> true, true, true. Or or like nobody can like, I guess if you're if you're trying to fart without making a sound like no one can. No one ever looks cool doing that. Like <laughs> everybody looks stupid if they're trying to fart without making a sound. Did did oh. you see the the TikTok where it's like a big old ape? Um, he's just like casually eating a red pepper, uh-uh. and then uh, all of a sudden he farts, and he just has this look on his face. Like, <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't wasn't. really been on TikTok too much lately. Lately, it's like that wasn't supposed to happen. It's like he's like he thought it's gonna be a silent one, and it kind of like <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, to finish up the time loop, we got our listener suggestion and the winner. Uh, it was the first one that was mentioned um, multiple times was Bill and Ted's. And I was I looked for. So there's three Bill and Ted films. And luckily, they didn't really specify which Bill and Ted film, but I looked for Excellent Adventure, which is unfortunately not. But the new Bill and Ted which is Face the Music, is on Amazon Prime. So that is the one we will be doing for next week, which is Bill and Ted, Face the Music. That's Amazon actually Prime. One, actually one I, ha- I have not seen. Yeah, it's um, it's a new one. I think that one was also released in 2020. Um, so yeah, we will be watching Bill and Ted, Face the Music. So watch yeah. that with us, please. And, and actually, we'll be covering that next week. Before you said that, I forgot they did another one, actually. Yeah, um, I've actually actually have seen this one as well, but I've only seen this one once, which, um, not for any particular reason, whether or not I liked it or not, I I just haven't seen it multiple times like I have everything else. So, or like I had um Pulp Springs, anyways. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I love. Did you? Are you a big Bill and Ted fan? Like, did you like the first two? To be honest with you, I'm trying to remember if I even saw the second one. Mm-hmm. That was I, the one where they died and uh, they wound up going to, they wound up battling uh, death. 
<laughs> and they on the games yeah. and they went they go they went to hell for a little bit and they got back ringing, out which okay. details of the first one wouldn't necessarily ring a bell to me but um i know i watched the first one probably at least a couple of times so yeah. i were which i was obviously a lot younger when the first one came out so i remember liking it um i wouldn't say i was maybe super fanatical over it but um but yeah i mean i remember liking the first one but good chance i didn't see the second one either to be honest with you all right well i mean i don't think i think you'll be okay with it not having watched the other ones i think you might like a few you know the cameos might make more sense but um i'll just say i mean if you give it a like we'll just we'll yeah hopefully hopefully it won't I don't. I can't remember honestly. I'm mean, gonna just whatever I say. It just really doesn't matter because I I can't remember if it's imperative or not to have seen the first two. But you know, we're not ranking this as a trilogy. We're ranking this as a film. So we'll watch it as a standalone film and go from there. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see like Keanu Reeves because he's changed so much since the Bill yeah. and Ted movies, um, yeah. personally and professionally. So. Uh, I, I remember being surprised when I heard they were making, you know, this new one, like you yeah. said, it was 2020 or whenever it was. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, that should be interesting. Him being in a role like that. Yeah. And him and, um, Alex Winter, who played, um, who, who played, uh, Bill, they actually, you know, were, they actually stayed friends this whole time. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I, I think I'm all good. Nothing really else on my mind. How about you? No, man. I uh, just want to say thank you and thanks to everybody for listening. Um, if you would like to support us, you can do so by giving us a five-star review. Um, you know, that really does help us get up the charts. You can just uh, give us anything, write down anything there. Um, you can also spread the word by helping uh, tell a friend, tell friend, family, whoever. Um, scribble our names on the back of a bus seat. Um, you know, whatever. And if you'd like to help us out financially, we do have a Patreon. We actually have some tiers up there now. So if you would like to, you can. Uh, the link's down there. And to our socials are down in the show notes. Um, thanks again. And remember, if someone tells you that all of your ancestors are in a cave, it's probably not a good idea to go in there. Peace out.